0: When we study history, either in a classroom setting or surfing the net in our homes, we delve back in time. We find stories and places, moments that allow us to pierce the veil separating us from our past. And when we begin such a journey, it often leads to a rabbit hole that only the most brave, most curious people choose to crawl into. I'm voice actor Aiden Maine, and if you have the nerve I'll be your guide through some of history's most intriguing, most extraordinary stories. Stories that prove history is far more complex, incredible, and even more disturbing than you may have thought, if you just look hard enough. This is Haunting Historia. Far from Springfield, Missouri, where I sit making this recording, in the distant country of Portugal there sits a perfectly simple glass jar. It rests, quite still, in the University of Lisbon's Faculty of Medicine. Inside the jar is a curious object that has stood the test of time. Unsuspecting students walk past and find to their horror the nightmarish visage in front of them. It is a stark reminder of the past, the dark nature of humanity. Between 1836 and 1840, the Lisbon area of Portugal found itself amid one of its biggest reigns of terror in its history. Within that time frame, the Arch Road, a bridge path that ran through the Lisbon Freewater Aqueduct and which stood 213 feet above the Alcantara Valley below, was the site of numerous deaths. Many of the over 70 people who lost their lives were poor farmers on their way out of the city having just sold their goods. Local police suspected a string of copycat suicides. The bridge was, after all, a perfect place to fall. However, the locals had a different theory. They believed it was the work of one man, and they called him the Aqueduct Killer. Their fear became so overwhelming that by 1839, they decided to close the passage through the aqueduct. A short while after, in 1840, a group of men were caught in connection to robbery and murder of Dr. Pedro Andrade's family. Among the men was one Diogo Alves, born in Spanish Galicia just north of Portugal. He had been sent to Lisbon when he was quite young, and spent the majority of his formative years in Lisbon, working in a variety of service jobs, such as groom, footman, and eventually a coachman. History is unclear when exactly Alves took to a life of crime, although many sources seem to agree that he did so shortly after meeting a Ms. Maria Gertrudes, owner of a local tavern. During Diogo Alves' trial, evidence was brought forth proving that he robbed and killed most, if not all, the aqueduct victims. He had stolen a spare key to the aqueduct and tossed the bodies the 213 feet to the ground below hoping that they would be mistaken as suicides. And for a time, he succeeded. But when the aqueduct closed, he needed to find a new method. And he found it. Remember the tavern owner, Maria Gertrudes? Well, she helped him to form a gang. Together, the eight members killed and robbed four people, including the uncle of one of the gang. Joseph Conrad once said, the belief in a supernatural source of evil is not necessary. Men alone are quite capable of every wickedness. And when it came to Alves and his gang, he could not have been more accurate. Diogo Alves was tried, and on July 15, 1840, he was convicted. But oddly enough, they never mentioned the aqueduct killings during the trial. No, despite proving that he had been the one responsible, he was only convicted of the murders he and his gang committed. Less than a year later, on February 19, 1841, his sentence of death by hanging was carried out. But it's what happened next that cemented Alves in the halls of history, and why I'm telling you all this today, nearly 180 years later. After his death, A group of scientists decided to study the brain of Diogo Alves, under the then popular study of phrenology. They thought, if they looked at the different sides of a serial killer's brain, Portugal's first by all accounts, they could figure out why he'd done it. It was a study they thought was so important, they preserved the decapitated head in formaldehyde and kept it in a glass jar. And that head? Well, it's still there. In the anatomical theater of the University of Lisbon, reminding everyone who passes by of the evil that once plagued the city. This episode of Haunting Historia was written and produced by me, Aidan Main, with research assistance by Marie Gervais, I started this podcast because I am a lover of history, and all the fascinating stories that don't often get told in the classroom. If you like me and enjoy listening to the weird, the crazy, and the disturbing parts of our past, then join me next time as I shed a little light on the dark places. The farther backward you can look, the farther forward you will see. Winston Churchill